welcome to Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. Today's chat is with Elliot Pinn at Rascal. When I was doing some reading about Elliot before going to chat to him, I discovered that not only is he from Christchurch, but he went to school in the same part of town as me, albeit years after me. I mention age only because Elliot might be young in years, but he's had quite the trajectory. Starting off his career cooking in one of New Zealand's best restaurants, Pescator, in the George Hotel, overlooking Hagley Park in Christchurch. Then he moved to Sydney after the earthquakes and worked at Flying Fish Restaurants and then Sepia before moving to Melbourne to the head chef role at Doot 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 at Jackalope on the Mornington Peninsula. From a park view to a view over the water and then of vineyards, at his latest venture, Rascal, the Sydney Road view might not be quite the same, but Elliot and his team look set to change the Brunswick dining room, dining landscape all the same. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. Yeah. It's been really interesting. So, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. What was this before? So it was, um, I'm going to say rundown, a, a rundown kind of cafe. Okay. Um, they just did like sort of breakfast and lunch, but it was quite, everything was quite old and quite weathered. So um, we took over the lease in um, July, uh, what was it, August. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then refurb and then, yeah, rolled yeah, straight nice. into it. So yeah, well, it was a good experience. Classy. Yeah. Well, we... I mean, we want it to be, well, not classy, but we still wanted it to be, um, feel sort of really welcoming and sort of uh, yeah. approachable was the main the main word for us, yeah. just making sure like everybody that walked past would be like, happy to come and have some snacks or they can have a meal or Absolutely. they can just have a drink yeah. or whatever. Hi, oh, I'm Joe. Nice, nice to meet you. you, sorry. Can I get you some water? A water would be great, yeah. thank you. Do you want to steal sparkling? Sparkling would be great, thank you. Cool. Um, no, anyway, like, anywhere. So. Um, we'll just yes, yeah. yes, good. Um, so I record the conversation. I don't know if you had a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I listened to a couple of oh, yeah. um, a couple of podcasts. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good to hear. Some really good chefs on there. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so. a few now. I love it, and I I say to them like it's it's different every time because even though you're all talking about food and cooking and restaurants and whatever. Yeah. Everyone's got their own story, oh, and that's the beauty of it. Absolutely, and I, I think it's a really good um, sort of platform to, to get everyone's name out there as well, especially yeah. the um, not so, you know, in the limelight chefs. It's yeah, really exactly right. Get it, you know. well, and the, those bigger names, they've already done all their talking, they don't need, I don't need to talk to them, <laughs> you know. Thank you. Thank you. Great. So, you're, you're an owner? Uh, no, I'm no, the manager. manager. Is it, are you part of the owner of the yes, team? Yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. So, um, with some other people, I don't imagine. Yeah, so there's four, four others. Thank um, you. So, four others. There's Harry, um, Harry Harrison, uh, John, Simon, and James. Um, so, the, the, as a four, they own um, another wine bar in Esco Vale called okay. um, The Vale. Yeah. Um, and... John and Simon also are partners in Glamorama, which is a, a yeah. nightclub in okay. Fitzroy. So, um, I mean, they've done a couple of other things here and there, but um, mm. also Harrison's um, dad is um, Andrew Peace, which is um, one of the biggest winemakers in Australia. So, okay. yeah, so um, yeah, really cool. We all get on really well. Everyone's got their kind of own roles within the business, which is great. Yeah. Um, is this your first ownership? Have you, have you been part of owning anything else before this? No, no, no this yeah. is the first time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just finished up in, at uh, Jack. Where are you on? Yes. Oh, sorry. 
Um, I finished um, at Jackalope in um, in April. Yeah. So I was part of the opening team there. I was there for about yeah, two and a half no, years. Yeah. yeah. So that was um, really That's great experience. Out there. Yeah. So it was a big change from um, Sydney, and then just oh, go. Okay. Yeah. So I was at Sepia, and then I just um, right, got I the opportunity to, to come to Jackalope and open that, and that was that was fantastic. So um, yeah, I've been with these guys for a few months. So we've been about four or five months now, and then um, yeah, we've been open four weeks. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you started your training in Christchurch at, yeah. at Polytech? Yeah, Polytech, yeah. yeah. So I was at the George for about four years. I was washing dishes there okay. and then um, did my apprenticeship and then uh, left at a shift of party role in Pescatore, which is yeah. like their fine dining kind it of is, thing. So yeah. I've eaten there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's really good. So um, did you, you know, when you were growing up and biking to Shirley Boys, did you always know that you wanted to be a chef? When did that sort of enter your mind? Um, Yes, yes and no. Uh, I think the, the more the passion started when I was um, sort of washing dishes at the George, because okay. at the time that was, I mean, still is one of the best places in New Zealand to eat, but mm. um, everyone there was really, really like obsessed with their cooking and they really wanted me to get involved. Mm. Um, I mean, I had an interest in it, but I didn't know I wanted to do it, you know, as a, as a hobby, yeah. uh, sorry, as a career. Sure. Um, so, yeah, once I got stuck in there, um, they really kind of pushed, moved, you know, keep pushing me to go forward and forward with, with it, and okay. then uh, did my apprenticeship, and um, yeah, it just as, as as soon as I started my apprenticeship, I knew this was me, and I was locked in. So, what do you think it is about it that that you really liked? What it's, drew you in about being? A um, oh, I think I'm. I mean, I suppose a lot of chefs these days is I don't really go into anything just one foot in. I kind of put all my energy into one thing. Mm. Um, so this was great for me. Yeah, just kind of put all my energy. Um, into one thing that was really positive. So yeah, okay. It worked out for the best for me. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It can be hard though, especially for a young, I don't for young people, I don't say young guys, it's the same for young girls, but just that kind of, um, when you're at work, everyone else is out, you know, I know, right? fun, whatever. Yeah. So you're kind of doing those anti-social hours, but then I guess that in kitchens you have your own fun, like you have that, yeah, like, your own socialising. Yeah, you've got a, um, a good like, a bunch of people that you spend more time with than anyone else in your life. Mm. Um, and you, you know, make some really close friendships. Um, I've made some really, really great friends over the years. So yeah. um, it's, I mean, yeah, creatively as well, um, like really love the creative side of cooking and kind of not having any rules to what you can and can't do. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's what we're, we're doing here. We're just having fun and we're, we're just doing the food that we want to eat. Yeah. Um, there's no restriction on how we get to that, that you know, there's no, there's no restriction on our menu as far as, as I can say, no, we can't do that. I'm just, well, let's just have fun and do what we want to eat. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll go back to um, your, <laughs> your history, but I do want to just pick up on that. Um, is, so, because I would, I sort of think Jackalope's quite fancy. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's a winery and so on. But, I mean, this is a wine bar here and it does look quite fancy, but also approachable. So, are you doing full meals or are you doing more? Yeah, so we're doing... Um, we're doing a, uh, we can do, it's a, uh, we have a lot on the menu, um, I mean it's not massive but we have sort of every, we've got something for everyone I think, um, we have um, some snacks, we have some um, beautiful entrees, um, we've got some house made charcuterie as well, um, some main course and we also have um, you know, a big push on our, on our desserts as well. Um, and we have a rascal menu at, at $65 so you can have a bit of everything so yeah. I mean the mentality behind here was you could come in and have a snack um, 
um, and a wine or, or a beer or cocktail. Um, you could come in and, and have a few things off the menu, mm. um, or you could come in and have a full meal. So um, it's been a, a really great experience so far with the, the customers we've had, and we've had everything so far. So yeah. it's been really great. Give me some example of some things on the menu in terms of dishes. Um, so as far as snacks, um, we have uh, so crab toast. We've got some uh, epic, um, some really epic brioche. Um, we just cook some um, some swimmer crab, um, and we fold in some um, emulsified seaweed butter mm. um, with some spring onions and uh, green pepper for akaki. So just really simple, like really approachable, but also a little bit bit of technique behind it. Yeah, what's the green pea thing? Uh, green pea for akaki. So for akaki is like a ja- um, a loose word for a Japanese seasoning. Okay. Um, so yeah, we just make it with um, some f- um, fresh dried green peas and sesame and some yuzu and some toasted nori. Um, as far as other things, we've we've got uh, like kangaroo tartare on there. Um, I mean, we've got uh, a lot of ones that are, are very approachable for everybody, and then we've got a few that kind of um, push you around a little bit more as far as their taste. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is that enough? Yeah. Yeah. Totally gives me an idea. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So just going back, so um, you started cooking in um, in Christchurch at the George and so on Pescatore, and then did it get to a certain point? Like, at what point did you think I need to go to a bigger pond? Um, well, there was a few. There was a few things. Um, the, obviously, the earthquake was a massive one. Oh, um, yeah. So that when that happened, we kind of. Um, I, I mean, I always knew I wanted to travel anyway. Yeah. Um, but then I was competing at the time. Um, and I won uh, a Prince of the Year in New Zealand, and mm. the trip was a, a trip to the UK. Um, so I travelled to Gold Coast just to see my friends for a couple of months before I travelled. Um, then I had some visa troubles, um, and then I just came back to Christchurch and then just ended up in Sydney. So um, <laughs> it was a bit of a bounce around. Yeah, so okay. um, And then, yeah, I just worked at uh, Flying Fish for, for three and a half years, yes. um, and that was great. Um, yeah. It was really, really good. Yeah. So you haven't been a chef awfully long have you to have been in really good places and um to now so i'll be t- ten, ten, 10 years just, yeah. o- just over 10 years it's pretty yeah. good though like, yeah <laughs> yeah it's a pretty good trajectory to be in that and then to be out at so you were head chef at jackalow um yeah head chef at do 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 which yeah. is um so there's two offerings we have um rare hair oh, sorry we had rare hair and and do 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 so um that was the fine dining just we just did one five course menu and we change it every month mm. um so it was I mean, a big change of Sydney coming from, you know, a, a tight city, um, and then you come to the peninsula, and you know all the suppliers, you meet, you know them personally, they come and drop it off. It was, I, mean, I know everybody says it this, these days, but it was really cool to just have that connection with everyone. I remember my first menu there, I was using as much local as I possibly could. And, and not, it, do, do, do. Yeah, yeah. so um, it, was, it was really interesting. So it's something we're trying to introduce here, is um, getting back in touch with the people. That Absolutely. I met on the peninsula and getting the produce back in. There's such amazing town. produce there, isn't it? Yeah, it's there? incredible. It's it's absolutely unreal. Yeah. Um, um, some, something I was really um, a big perk of living on the peninsula. Yeah. Oh, so you're living out there as well? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. you'd have to really. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, Spend all your time on the road otherwise. But, it's, uh, yeah, it's oh, stunning out there. It's beautiful. Yeah, my um, partner's parents live in Balnaring, so yeah, li- right. pretty much exists. right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, and we have a vegetable garden, but it doesn't really do enough to supply anybody yeah. ourselves. So. Yeah. But, but the, earth, the soil is good down there. Yeah, well, um, we, at Jack Love, is also um, a, a vegetable garden. Mm. 16, uh, 16, raised be- um, 16 raised bread, raised beds. Mm. So um, that was really fun and, and had a garden alley. She was amazing. Okay. Um, so it was just more for flowers and um, little intricate sort of 
But I think when you so. have access to a garden, and this is what I hear other chefs saying, is that um, even though you're obviously, because of your suppliers, aware of season and what are seasonal things and what's available and whatever, I think when you actually sit like on the land and you see what's growing now and what's popping up, then I think you have a different relationship with those ingredients as well. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Which just changes the direction of um, what you think you're going to cook that day or that week. Yeah. Um, and then something comes in and kind of changes the perspective on what you're actually going to put up. Or, yeah, you know, that's right. It's interesting. It's a great I, way to cook. It's I a really so. great way to cook. And I mean, everyone's aware, we should be aware these days, is, you know, everyone wants to eat seasonal, you know, get excited when certain things are in certain times of the year. Mm. Um, and it's more mainstream now as far as what's available and um, it's, it's just so, it's an easier way to cook. Yeah, you know I mean? and I think it's I think it's better for our bodies too because I think our bodies need those certain things that are available at that Absolutely. time. At that time. Absolutely. And, um, but I think, I spent a year in France um, and you know, it was a while ago now, but, I, but even, even now people come back from France and they say, oh, they really do eat seasonally. Like we, we do talk a lot, a lot about that here, but Australia has access to everything all the time. That's it. And I think we, we've lost that joy of eating, you know, strawberries when strawberries are at their best because we have strawberries all the time all and avocados yeah. all the time, year round and even asparagus. Yeah. And I, but when you have an actual spring, you know, asparagus, it's the most amazing thing. It's the best feeling. Or mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, like, you exactly. Know, mushrooms are being foraged when mushrooms are growing in the forest. That's that is it. the most delicious thing. And Absolutely. I think, Couldn't um, agree more. Couldn't agree yeah. more. Yeah. But then, you know, it's easy to go to the supermarket and just buy stuff. That's why it's good. Like, it's good that we've got chefs who are who really believe in it and get so much joy out of it as well. Because yeah. then we can be led yeah. a little bit by It's you. always good to have limitations as well. Yeah. You know, just limit yourself on what you can actually use all year round. Yeah. I think it makes you think a little bit more creative as well, rather than, yeah. you know, all the stuff that you can use all year round. Why, why wouldn't you just use what's, what's available now? Mm. So, <laughs> you're getting your... I mean... I know chefs are always inspired by the produce, but um, but other than that, and obviously your experience and so on, where what what do, what where do you get your inspiration? Are you do you look on Instagram? Do you look at have you got cookbooks? Um, do you just have an amazing repertoire? Where you just it's a bit of everything, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, the main thing for me is um, any, everything on the menu. I think we all think is delicious, like, mm. and that's end of the day needs to be. Um, most of the time it's in season, um, it's, it tastes delicious. Yeah. Um, the main one for here is it approachable. Um, we want everyone to be able to come in here and it not cost them an arm or a leg. Um, able to eat and, and just feel good about, you know, being in a space where you're happy and mm. relaxed. And, and as I say, everyone's saying that at the moment, the same things, but I think, I, I think it's true, you know. Yeah. It's, um, and we just wanted a more casual approach to the way we ate and I think this is yeah. what the space does. Yeah. And so, I mean, you've... Um, been head chef for a while now, I guess, and had that experience. So what, what would you say your leadership style is? I mean, how do you work with your team? Are you a shower or a teller or a just a get in with them? Or I, yeah, I'm, I'm in there. Um, I'm in there every day. I'm not much of an. I, I'm not big on sitting in the office. That's no. for sure. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty. I'm pretty friendly, so I get on with um, you know my staff really well. Um, you know, service is service, as I was always told, but. Um, Kitchens are changing for the better part at the moment, um, and I think it's great. You know, that's why I wanted to be open um, just Wednesday to Sunday, and have uh, be closed Monday, Tuesday, um, so everyone's got you know that work-life balance. Um, and then we've just opened for lunch and dinner one day, which is Saturday. Um, so everyone's working the same hours. Um, we're all here at the same time. We've got one team. Um, to me, it made sense. 
So, um, yeah. I mean, that, sorry, back to the question is my leadership style. <laughs> um, I don't know, I'm just very, um, I'm very team orientated. I like, love working in a team. Um, mm. Yeah, is it? I think it's, um, it's really important this idea of work-life balance because I think increasingly we are talking about mental health of chefs. And I, um, Absolutely. Spoke at the weekend. I don't know if you've come across. It's just been in the news a bit lately. The um, the white jacket effect. So um, there's a chef from from Sydney, Amber Carver, who has um, set up this foundation because of her own experiences in losing um, a mentor chef to um, suicide. So she's this year has set up this program to help the hospitality industry. And I think that it's really important and I think it's amazing yeah Um, yeah. I mean for so long it's been um, something that chefs never talked about yeah Um, and now it's become something that chefs should we should have been talking about a long time ago yeah it's super important um, because a lot of chefs don't stay in the game you know that long these days as they get to a certain age and um, you know their body and their body and their mind can't handle anymore Mm. and you get to a stage where um you know, you push everything aside in your life, your health, mm. your friends, mm. um, and, and work becomes everything. And I mean, it's, a, it's still the same for a lot of people, but I think it's just important to find that balance of, um, you know, making sure you have your days off, you know, making sure you see those people that make you happy outside of work and yeah. all that kind of thing. I yeah. mean, it's forgotten about so much. And it's, when, when you're trained like that, it's, it's the way it's worked for years and years and years. And mm. it's, you know, it, it's changing for the better in my opinion. Yeah. So what would your advice be to um, a, young, a younger person who was wanting to get into the in- industry? Um, I don't know. I think if you're, if you're passionate about it, if it's something you really care about, then that is the right industry for you, I think. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not keen on the... Uh, I, I, sorry, I don't think you should um, put yourself in that position if, if you're not fully invested. Mm. Um, that's my only sort of because you get a lot of people that have just seen a little bit here and a little bit there and they think it's for them mm. um and and it, you know as much as we talk about it being a happy place sometimes it, it's not so happy and it's you know it's tough yeah. some some days in the kitchen so i don't know as, as long as you have the right the right drive and the right mentality to to, to do it and, and and you like being creative and you want to do it for all the right reasons that's i think that's really important mm. um from my perspective yeah um, does that answer? Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. You've answered all my questions brilliantly. I feel like I'm a scary interviewer, but you're answering all the questions. No, oh, that's good. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's enough. Thank you. Cool.